Hello, this is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today's Radical Rocks episode is on the Biggs Jasper, and we're going to go into some detail. I want to just encourage you guys to go check out our blog at radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com, and I want to give credit uh, to one of our Facebook group members on the Radical Rocks Facebook group for her Biggs uh, Jasper Cabajon's uh, pictures, and it's Molly Stevens. And uh, then it also, on her pictures, it said uh, Wars, W-A-H-R-S. It said Molly Stevens Wars Facebook post. So uh, some really nice cabochons she's got there. All the cabochons on that picture are credited to her. And then there's a couple of uh, rough pictures that I was able to get um, off of other other areas. So anyway, um, as we go through this, uh, this is just kind of a basic study of um, Biggs Jasper and how it was created and um, just some of the really neat things about it. Now, just to get you up to date, if you're not up to date already, our goal is to build our channels, of course, which is the blog, the podcast, and the videos all Radical Rocks, and to use the proceeds to build that and to use some of these proceeds also to help bring awareness to rock hounding, rock collecting, lapidary arts, and um, also in an effort to keep these areas open. So far, we're generating very few dollars from the podcast, but you know, it starts out slowly and hopefully we'll build from there. So with your help by subscribing, commenting and contributing, um, we can make this um, this uh, a powerful force. You just your attention and um, your participation can generate um, good responses on many different levels, not just the hobby that you love. So with that, take a look at the blog. At the bottom of every blog, I have all of our social media and um, typically have some uh, guides and things like that that are an affiliate link that we also appreciate if you use those. It doesn't cost you anything extra and it helps support us in our efforts. So let's get on with the Biggs Jasper. Um, I call it a how-to guide, but it's just general information. So Biggs Jasper is a rustic looking gemstone. There are several shades of browns from light dark to almost black. There's other colors to be found in the picture Jaspers and um, Biggs Jasper and local areas that are in this um, geological area where this is prominent. We're going to talk about that. But these Jaspers are called pitcher Jaspers and that's because these layered patterns, sometimes called shell patterns with variations within the patterns, and at the end of the article there are links too to publications uh, and rock hounding guides again and this is where I give credit again to um, to Molly Stevens in the blog. But I have a beautiful picture of a scenery here that from one of her cabs, one of her cabochons, and uh, it almost looks like there could be um, some. Uh, you got to use your imagination, but it, it looks like it could almost be a, a deer or a cactus in a little ravine, some uh, desert, uh, dark mountains off in the distance. And uh, a little sunset, a dark, dark uh, orangish sunset over the little mountains as it goes up this rocky peak. 
um, just really, really beautiful. And then another one that has um, just like the the waves of an ocean, you know, or uh, maybe looking in between uh, a wavy ravine with a mountain, a brownish mountain in the back, and they're reddish and grays and bluish colors. Real pretty. So um, just amazing the different scenes that you can see in this Biggs Jasper. So the discovery of Biggs Jasper, there's many different commentaries on that, but apparently it was discovered uh, in uh, about 1960 during the um, and near the Biggs Junction in Oregon. And the first samples were collected from the creek. And those were that was a creek near Biggs Junction. And then later, sometime, uh, depending on whose story you, you want to believe, 1964 and 1966, um, there was road cuts that were made. Now, these road cuts were made for sure um, earlier in on Route 97 and then a little bit later on Interstate 84. And the ones on Route 97 apparently were due in part to a flood. And some folks say that it was the road cut that helped find these deposits, and other folks say that it was the flood. Um, and these deposits were located, and it started this small supply flow of Biggs Jasper to market. And uh, this was definitely promoted by the the road crews and other collectors that were selling to the rock shops that were purchasing, you know, lapidary at that time. It was really big back in the 60s and 70s. Now, the deposit deposits were found in basalt deposits of the American Pacific Northwest. And, of course, many collectors have gone out since to fill their buckets. And Biggs Jasper is a desirable gem stone and continues to be in high demand among collectors today and um, there's a really great article on the history of some of these discoveries and who discovered it and what also at the bottom of the page of the blog now let's get into the geology a little bit because to my surprise the pacific ring of fire geographically includes or geologically, I should say, not geographically, or it'd be on fire right now, but geologically, it includes Sherman County, Oregon. And that's what apparently contributed to the environment were the materials and conditions that were needed to form our beautiful Biggs Jasper. Two large uh, flows of basalt once covered areas from Oregon, Washington, and into parts of Idaho, and there was many, many different flows, but these two major flow areas um, is where, between those, is where the Biggs Jasper was formed, and over many years and several flows. And in between these flows, the earth would heal, plants would live, they would die, and then again, this volcanic ash would decompose and it would form this clay. It was moved by rain and streams and lakes and on top of basalt and silica. Maybe some iron made its way and other minerals. And it formed what they call a plastic collide. Collidal. Um, Colloid. I'm probably saying it wrong. It's C-O-L-L-O-I-D. This colloid is where particles are phased in bit by bit over time. And that's basically part of the process that helped form the patterns and the lines that are associated with the Biggs Jasper. Now also, 
at the same time and at different intervals as superheated flows within the superheated steam and great pressure changes were playing a role and lots of water on top and more weight and then the pushing and the heat contracting and expanding this would create these wavy patterns and fluctuating patterns that are seen in the Biggs Jasper as well as marbled or rosette which are kind of like uh, flowers of sorts um, and show these beautiful pictures or even just orb type a little bit of an orb occasionally and this is what creates these beautiful patterns that we see and love in the Biggs Jasper. Now some of the residuals that did not form Biggs Jasper near the end of the deposit um, would were displayed in this white clay called was and I might be saying that wrong too. It's W-A-S-C-O-I-T-E, and that was based in the town of Wasco, Oregon. So it's kind of a namesake, right? Also, dark gray to near translucent chert is also found, and this is also a residual of this mix that became this growing media for our Biggs Jasper and for some of these other pitcher jaspers. So Biggs Jasper is basically of a sedimentary origin, and it's relatively rare. Now the properties, basically, uh, won't go in too much depth, but the Mohs hardness is 6.5 to 7, and uh, chemically it is a SiO2, it's a silicon dioxide, it's a crystal structure, uh, trigonical uh, microcrystalline aggregate, reflective index is about 1.54, and it is somewhat opaque, so uh, it's not a translucent stone, but it can take a good shine. Um, the colors, now again, mostly the Biggs has the shades of brown from light tan to dark chocolate, almost black. And sometimes color combinations include pastel shades of a bluish or gray or reddish to rosy yellows. And light dark shades of pale green can be found from time to time. Pleasing colors include the patterns of curls, arcs, swirls, scallops, and bands that often resemble as we mentioned in the beginning, landscapes or mountains or deserts, even trees and scenes with sunsets sometime occur as we described earlier and it really lives up to the term pitcher jasper because it's a picture that's worth a thousand words. Now as far as locations uh, and types of jasper, um, you know Biggs is specific to that particular area um, but there are other areas within this flow that we talked about that uh, we'll discuss a little bit and uh, notable ones are the Ahi Pitcher Jasper found in the mountains and border of Idaho and Oregon in the Ahi Mountains and they're noted for colors of brown and blue and also popular in the air are Bruno and Willow Creek Jaspers um, that look a little bit similar to our Biggs Jasper and they're near the location namesake. Pitcher Jaspers are also found in Nevada and even in other countries such as India and Russia and Australia and there's a very popular Royal Sahara Jasper that is out of Egypt that uh, you can see for sale on the different internet sites. Now, as far as locating, um, I'm not sure of the status, so you always have to check the status. But the gem and mineral clubs, I find, are always your best bet. Um, some of the pay sites uh, have popped up on my internet search, but nothing seems to be open and I can't find direct links to them. So there are claims in the area. No one's really advertising. So it sounds like, you know, what little's being found is being tight lipped. Uh, they probably don't want a bunch of rock hounds coming in and cleaning them out. But the creeks and roadside cuts are said to have a few pieces here and there. And 
I have a link on the website to Mind MindAt if you want to search further, and uh, I actually show some spots on there. I um, so if you don't are aren't able to collect um, the gemstone can be purchased you know more reasonably at rock and gym shows uh, where boots on the ground rock hounds and clubs put on the gym shows not these big uh, commercial gym shows sometimes sponsored by uh, you know I won't mention any names but um, the the local ones are what I find are the best and then there's eBay and other online opportunities as well I have a link at, at the bottom for some that are on Amazon that are are very reasonable and then of course our groups um, different members have things too that they offer for sale now I also left us a, a site where they have pictures and photos of the road cut where Biggs Jasper can be found and uh, you have to go to the blog to find that it's under the subtitle location so again why is Biggs so popular I think we covered it pretty good but you know it's super sought after, and the blue big jasper is also a fine gemstone that can display a sunset or a mountain view or other just unique scene that just makes you go, ooh, you know? It's got that awe factor, that wow factor, right? When these are a fine quality and a special design or scene is well-framed on the stone or the cabochon or a polished display piece, it can be a value of several hundred dollars, Okay. Uh, very easily these can go for top dollar if you've got a unique picture of a tree or a mountain or a sunset these are are well sought after and if they're of good quality the value can can be um, very very high so the lapidary cutting for Biggs Jasper I'm not going into it too much it's pretty straightforward this cutting and grinding standard um, cutting and grinding you can look at our blogs for cutting and grinding there's plenty of information out there as well um, you can look um, at the pictures of the stone I would say and just try to visualize what you're looking at you know um, you definitely want to look at the where the vision is the way the lines go and cut into that because it will change as you as you cut into it so um, just be aware of how you're cutting it and getting the most out of the pictures that are there and that are possible okay and um, that'll add a lot of value to your cabochons and your display pieces. So then send us a picture if you have something really beautiful. We'd love to see it on uh, on our face group um, page. So that'd be cool. Um, again, some samples are just too pretty to sacrifice for the sake of a cabochon. So you may want to just shine up the whole piece, put it on a flat lap, and and display that whole whole piece. Okay. All right, guys. Um, remember, rock hounds don't die. They petrify. Join me on Radical Rocks podcast, the blog, social media. All of that is uh, is on the blog, which is radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com. Thank you, guys. Over and out.